Me, I'm Black. I'm Shane Gilmore. And I'm Ryan Jaso. I'm Seb Weber. Even though Seb is not on this episode, we still brought him in on the intro. Right. The, wor- the worst Brit alive, I'll say it to his face. Uh, we're joined by my, Mike Catherwood. Uh, today, we play fantasy true detective, kind of, uh, with, the, with, with, the recent, um, yeah. with the recent news that um, they wrapped up on season three, our boy Mahershala Ali. Yeah, posted uh, a photo. Finally coming back. Amazing. Finally coming Hopefully back. Hopefully, be better than season two. Dude, stop it. I'll fight you over no, that. No, no, no. So, so you know what you got to do? It's a popular opinion, but I'll fight it, you it over it. It is a popular opinion, but I really think you should go back and watch it again. Cool, cool. <laughs> and it, it, I think... Nah, I watched the first one, which was groundbreaking. Groundbreaking. I watched Amazing. the second one, which was nail-bindly bad. To sit no, you're gosh. Old. Anyway. But then again, we already established Girls that out. Seb has terrible taste because he likes Tiffany Haddish. You know what? I and got a lot of your, people texting me, telling me that your people, they... Don't be your people, having your people slide into my DMs, backing you up <laughs> on Dude. opinions. I'm the, Tiffany Haddish has an amazing story. Anyway, this isn't about me. One of the things we did talk about, Seb, and you weren't on the episode, and uh, this is this is very this is very much up your alley. Uh, Conan is no longer having mu- musical guests. It's a, you met you had mentioned before on the show that it really that really wasn't a wasn't a, a number turner for for clients in the past. Yeah, it doesn't really improve the numbers. At least in my experience, the numbers were very limited when they would be on the show. I think the biggest one I've seen is SNL when you have an artist on SNL. Yes. That usually will make a dent. Usually they debut. They yeah, debut but we but we yeah. were talking we were talking before we started. We were saying about how booking guests for Neon Black is pretty hard. It's like someone's full time job. It's like being a booker at one of those shows is really there's. A couple people it's like a team of it it's, it's really hard think about all the schedules I, I could actually i don't know why he's getting rid of talent but i just the fact they don't have to have the pressure of booking talent is massive i think we speculated that he's still gonna have like big guests like if he brings like jack white on jack white jack will probably White'll, still play but jack, just every night it right won't, you won't be guaranteed a musical guest. think about it you know think about it this way that every single time you have a musical guest on the show they have to play and just the coordination that takes if you're on five times a week that's a lot of, four times a week that's a lot of work well and in the musical guest part of it it's kind it's not why people are going to watch typically speaking right you're going to watch either sketch comedy with snl or you're going to watch someone who you think is funny in kimmel or conan mm-hmm. or whatever so the musical guest is kind of a break from that and a lot of people that are going to watch that program that's probably not why they tuned in so totally. well, someone like letterman though the, the type of musical guest he would have on traditionally that was part of what what made Letterman so cool was the types of people who he would give shine he to. He had an ama- but he had an amazing like guys like Ryan Adams. But like, he had an amazing. Well, no, but I mean, after he was big, he would make sure that there were certain acts. I mean, like for his closing acts, like he was like the last four acts were like Pearl Jam, Ryan Adams, and Foo Fighters. I want to say they were like yeah. his favorite. He always the same manager. Warren Zevon was like his was like one of his people. Like he would always make yeah. sure to book his people. But it's also just a lot of work. Shout out to Warren Zevon, one of the greatest. Anyway, yeah, I but mean, it, it's it's, just, it's a lot of work. That's another one of those things that I think is dying with the way media is. It's See, just, I'm it's more kind interested of, in watching a live performance than I am watching a 10-minute of Miley Cyrus interview. No, but they should be things like, do you remember when FKA Twigs did her first US debut? No. It's fucking amazing. You should watch that. Mm-hmm. Like, if All you're right. going to do it, do it properly. Like, the, the, the artists that do it, something special. But just that, you're right. Your point exactly is just, I just don't think people tune in for that anymore. No. And you and, can fast and, forward through it now, too. And if you haven't, and I, 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 I think everyone should go back and watch the, the FK Twigs, I think, on Fallon. It was fucking amazing what she did. Like, if you can bring a moment, do it. Was, was if you can't bring a moment, don't do it. That's yeah. the only way I think it works. And I think it's just like the interview thing is people are tired of it because you can get those questions answered all so over the internet. So maybe that's one of his wherever. reasons is yeah. to extend the interviews, which which is what you want. You want longer interviews. Kind of. But then you know what? Musical guests, like... 
for late night TV. Remember how we were talking about how the the craft of late night TV yeah. of being a good it, musical guests are kind of shit to interview a lot of the time. Oh yeah, yeah. you know they're not media uh, trained. Not no. worse than actors. That's for sure. No, nah, I would, yeah, I would completely, yeah, definitely worse than actors. I don't think so. Yeah, I and actors go in is, there to yeah. promote something. There's a very clear thing of why they're there. There's a way to fix it though, and I think they're giving up on it. I, I mean, personally, I would love to see if, let's say, for example, Foo Fighters goes in and covers Pearl Jam or something else, and you're getting some exclusive, unique, one of a kind content that you're not going to be able to listen to on Spotify a million times in your car if you wanted to. And you know, Kimmel, something like that. Kimmel does it right. Kimmel does it right because he has that stage outside. Yes. So I don't know if you've that, been to those tapings. Yeah, those are amazing. But go into those tapings are hell on earth. They are horrible. They're stiff. They're really rough to watch. And the whole reason they moved that stage outside is that just the energy was just so much better. But Kimmel better. was doing that Maybe. before he was in the primetime slot. He was doing that when he was in the late He night was. Slot. And those shows are actually only, they actually only go for 20 minutes anyway. Yeah. They never do a full song. All right. Well, that's right. It's just anyway. an intro. We've been told by. Uh, Okay. Our, our boy Mikey G that these intros don't need to be that long shout out to Mikey G <laughs> we could cut all of angry that. little fuck uh, I love you Mikey enjoy Neon Black That happened later. Ben Affleck is is the douchey is the douchey high school quarterback guy that everyone hated. He is that guy. That's why guys hate him. He's Paul. Freddie Snell is the 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 guy that wrote the guy that wrote Lesson American Zero, Psycho, American Lesson Psycho. Zero. He's Glamorama. Very out, very very outspoken gay man. Uh, he yeah, he's the one who I heard this theory from that he's never seen another straight actor get the same kind of flack from other straight men than Ben Affleck. Yeah, I like get Straight that. men specifically have issues with Ben Affleck in ways like straight men don't have issues with Brad Pitt. Straight men don't have issues with- He's, because he doesn't, he, first off, Ben Affleck dug himself a hole. He made, uh, in the early 2000s, he made four or five movies where they're Terrible. just fucking cheese. And, and he was, horrible. and he was, and he was overexposed and he was in the yeah. limelight all the time. Um, you know, Leo didn't do that. And Brad Pitt didn't do that. And yeah, they've made stinkers, but not the 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 Pearl Harbors, Geely's, Jersey girls, where you're like, uh, what's the one Whoa. where he goes back in time? Paycheck, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like bad movie. Ben, ben Affleck bad movie. dug himself that hole. Now, I'm I'm the first. I'm an apologist. Like Ben Affleck's a smart director. He's, he's a smart director. He's he's a talented actor when he's in the right role. It's just that he he made this world for himself. It's not like Ben Affleck just showed up and I really like that movie he made. I like that movie he made with uh, the the mobster movie that tanked. I thought that was really good. The uh, oh, live by bad. night or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was a gr- that was a really like it wasn't a live you by know night, yeah. yeah live by night. It wasn't like an Academy. What winner. about the one with Timberlake where he's a gambler? He's oh, Runner Runner is one of the worst movies. Yeah, 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 that movie is unbelievably terrible. You and I and Ryan can put together a better movie tonight. Yeah, Runner Runner is pretty with bad. Control budget, we can make a better movie. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Of a, and it takes an interesting concept, like the the offshore gambling, like that should have been interesting. Yep, and it's terrible. It's I forgot about that movie. But even though even though guys, that there's a lot of weird production shit that happened with it because I think it was written by. The guys that wrote Billions and Rounders, it and it got taken out and of their hands. They talk openly. They talk openly about how bad it, it turned out. Well, they they had a lot of they they actually Brian left, Koppelman they Ted actually Levine. left yeah. the project. Or not Ted Levine. They let Jonathan them, Levine. They let them use the script and left the project because yes. they were talking to the director and they made like a, I think they made like a Scorsese reference and the guy's like 
I don't even know what you're talking about, man. And they're like, oh, what? gosh. Yeah, no, no. That I heard them talking about it on- uh, I've heard them talk Ra- about it. I've never on, heard that uh, part. That's crazy. Jim and, Jim and Sam's show. Well, we all agree, though, that Affleck's best suited to be in Boston. Every movie Maybe, in Boston's but, good. No, because like, look, the accountant was fine. Yeah, I the accountant was fine. The town- but uh, the, like, the, the town, he, the and, town and, and when Argo, he, he wasn't in Boston. I don't think Argo's that great. Argo's but, fine. It's, but it's certainly it good. Best picture. It's certainly good. <laughs> it best You're picture. Right. And it's, it's not, another it's, down not year, it's not the best picture, but, but Argo's certainly a good movie and yeah. he was good in it. And he, he was director, I believe. He directed yeah. it too. Yeah. It's, it, listen, you, it's a goddamn impressive. Either I, way, I I'm, don't think it was as good of a movie as it I'm not was a hater. I'm actually, I really liked uh, Gone Girl too, even though he was his role in that was Gone Girl. He's great. That's that's an yeah. awesome listen, movie. He he, he did great not in that. he did not go the right. He made listen. He dug himself this hole by making the decisions Jeez. that that Jake Gyllenhaal didn't make, that Matt Damon didn't make, that Brad yes. Pitt didn't make, that Leo didn't make. They did not make those same well, decisions. Where they, hey, I mean, he put out a handful, like well, a good what, handful. It's interesting that you bring that up because it's the same thing like we talked about with Tom Cruise. Like nobody tries to be Tom Cruise anymore, but Tom right. Cruise is good at what he does. And nobody, there wasn't really a roadmap to become, uh, you just kind of thought you would make as big big of budget movies as possible. Right. And that was that. And then, yeah, you had that intersection where like Hollywood is blowing up and you have the, those guys you're talking about, the Damons, the Pitts, the Afflacks, <laughs> okay. the Leos. And if you look at like Brad Pitt, for example, he works with amazing directors. Brad Pitt very rarely he ever works himself, with a director. He got himself to that big. level. He got he, himself he to that level. He doesn't ever fuck up. It's all Tarantino. It's yeah. all like Fincher. He was in Fincher. He was yeah. with Adam McKay. Like he only works with really good. Uh, and I, I think back then they just thought like, okay, let me, cool. Let me pay me twenty million. Let me give you this run from 03 to 06 for him. Daredevil. Ooh. Gili. Ooh. Paycheck. Buck. Paycheck's Jer- terrible. Jersey Girl. Oy. Jersey Girl's really bad. Surviving Christmas. Oh my God. Man About Town. What was Man About Town? Clerks 2 and then Hollywood Land. What was Man About Town? Hollywood Land's good. And Hollywood Land's a good you're movie. Not even mentioning, no, Hollywood Land's you're not even mentioning the worst of all. Smoking Aces. Pearl Harbor. Oh no, Smoking Aces is good. Pearl Harbor is so bad. Yeah, Pearl Harbor's really bad. Pearl Harbor's 2001, but yeah. Pearl and Harbor's he really is, bad. And he is horrible in it. He's horrible. Yeah. That's true. If you want to go back and to Armageddon, he's terrible in that too. Horrible. It started, it started with Michael Bay. Michael Bay fucked up Ben Affleck. <laughs> Some of all fears Let's, is pretty bad too. Yeah. yeah see what I'm I saying? I love like, Jack Ryan like movies he, and that's a terrible movie. He started where he was in 2003, 2006. From 2000 to like 2006, he was at a point in his career where at age 30, where Bruce Willis is now. He's yeah. making yeah. movies. He was making yes. movies for COD. paychecks. Yeah. He was making movies for <laughs> yeah. paychecks as a 30 year old. When he should have been totally, he had millions of dollars in the bank. He was making twenty something dollar million a picture. He could have easily said like, "No, I'm I'm good. I'm not going to make that film. I'll wait till uh, Scorsese knocks on my door." Like a la like Leo. Leo DiCaprio after mm-hmm. Titanic, Leo could have made twenty movies yeah. a year for twenty million dollars a piece. And he shows oh, yeah. like, "No, I'm going to." Well, I remember uh, when I'll Leo. Think this through. I remember yeah. when Leo got cast in The Aviator and reading that. I mean, like. Am I? I'm, I'm not reading this correctly. Uh, Leo cannot play Howard Hughes. Like he, and that was his second Scorsese movie because he did Gangs in New York. But and it was amazing, and it was fine. It was per, it was like per, it ended up being perfect, and you turned yeah. out that Leo was the actor that like he is now. See, he can I, play I, anything. I always buy Leo as the parted hair businessman type. Correct. You know? I'll. What I was so shocked about Leo was when I saw Departed. Because I never for one second didn't buy him as a tough fucking badass. And I was like going into it like yeah, that good. fucking Nancy boy, he's going to be a New York or in a Massachusetts state cop. Yeah, that goes, like, like, well, those, that's Jr. one of the baddest ass dudes is on dudes on the planet. 
and he's he pulled it off. He's, he's fucking awesome. Role. He's fucking yeah. and it, not for one second do you see him acting. You're like, oh, I'm, and, I'm in. And you know? and people sleep on Matt Damon in that role too because Matt Damon's so good because so he's good. so because no. you hate him so much. Yeah. In Mark that Wahlberg's movie. best performance. Best performance. Mark I Wahlberg. That was the tipping point for Mark Wahlberg because yeah. after that he just started <laughs> phoning it in with garbage. I'm the he's guy so who does good. his job. You must be the other guy. He's so good. You lace curtain eye. Um. By the way, last thing about Ben Affleck, I will say I am very excited. He he, uh, him and Matt Damon got the rights to do the movie about the. Yeah, we talked uh, about it last week. We talked about it last week. That's fucking gonna be great. Yeah. Uh, In other movie news, Jim Carrey's back in, back in, uh, back in the press. Um, He's he's got a another depressingly talented person. Exactly, and that's that's why it kind of gets brought up. So. He's got a new show coming out on Showtime uh, with Michelle Gondry called Kidding. It looks a little fucking weird. Uh, it does. I don't. It does. As somebody that likes that, that really lo- I like Eternal Sunshine was one of my favorite movies of that year. Um, I don't know if this is going to land, judging by the by the trailers. But he he gave this really interesting interview to Hollywood Reporter talking about how much he hates Hollywood and blah blah blah. But this after coming three months after that the Annie Kaufman documentary, Jim Carrey's got some issues. I was just about to he say he does, but he doesn't. I. My, oh, I went to Buddha Fest this year, um, which, as the name describes, it's a celebration of Buddha, the Buddhism. And there was a um, d- uh, a celebration of Leonard Cohen one mm-hmm. of the nights, who was a, a devout Buddhist. Um, That's so odd. I never would have thought Leonard Cohen was a devout Buddhist. He spent spent like years of his life not working, just devote living with monks, and mm-hmm. did like the whole thing. You know, he was really that that uh, devoted to the to the that way of thinking and living. Out of the blue, a uh, guy gets up, and it was Budapest, so, you know, the person in charge said, ladies and gentlemen, we have a real special guest. I'm really excited to welcome someone <laughs> that wanted to speak on the behalf of Mr. Cohen and his soul and his contribution to art and to life. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Carrey. And he gets up. It was, first off, my wife made the notice it, you know, being in the industry, He's the last of a dying breed in that this- Jim Carrey? Yes. This arena, yeah. the, this auditorium that we were at, okay, had many 20-year-olds, many mm. 70-year-olds, honestly, like in their 70s, maybe even 80s, um, and everything in between. And every single person in the place like, oh, shit. Yeah. Now, believe you me, I don't care how big a star, Tom Hardy, Ryan Gosling- if you said, if my dad and I were at an, at, an, at an event and someone said, and ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Gosling, my dad would be like, I, I'm sorry, I don't, who who yeah. is it? Everyone. You wouldn't think, you wouldn't say Will Ferrell is, is, would be the next generation? Will Ferrell, Jim sure, Ferrell, sure. I mean, Jim my Carrey. dad definitely knows, you know what I'm saying? Most people know. Like as far as but, comedian that got that big. But my point is, is like, it's very few and far between where there's superstars that transcend all genres, or excuse me, all age, age groups, all races, all that. People were like, Oh my God, Jim Carrey's here. Yeah. And uh, he is a guy that I really do think has untouchable talent, but does not like the entertainment industry. Like he really wishes desperately, he doesn't want to give up the hundreds of millions of dollars. No. But he wishes desperately he didn't have to be a part of this. But the weird thing he about- wants to like hang out with us at Budafest and talk to people and I not agree have to- with you. Not I agree, agree, Jim Carrey. I, yeah. agree, I, 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 I wholly agree with what you're saying. Uh, but another note on him, though, his comedy doesn't hold up. 
Which is odd. I, that's how big I disagree. If you watch Ace Ventura, you will laugh. I don't think Ace Ventura is funny. Like, you're I, out I think, of your goddamn mind. I think like Cable Guy was really funny, but that's like Ben Stiller shit. Like Ben Stiller's really was was yeah. like way ahead of his time as yeah. far as a writer. I watched uh, Liar Liar the other day. And Liar Liar is not good. Liar Liar is like, not good. But uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Like the, Dumb and Dumber really isn't that funny anymore. Oh like, my god, you're high. But you love. But you are so that you love the Fairly Brother. You love anything Fairly Brothers. I love. I love. That's your kind of comedy. I love when people, not just goofiness for goofiness' sake. I like when people devote a lot of cleverness and effort and intensity into stupidity. I love that. I I think that I put you know Jackass and South Park and and that where people put in a lot of high level effort into stupidity. Like that to me is is and I, and I feel like the world needs that. That's it. I mean, look, Sasha Baron Cohen's doing that right now with yeah. This Is America. Have, have you watched any of those? Yeah. What do you think? What so far? Who is it's, America? You know what it is? For, Who is America? America? I apologize. I keep saying the same thing. Who is America? Yeah. Uh, he, it's exactly like classic Saturday Night Live. There's one or two pieces every episode yeah. where you're like, that's there's a le- there's been at least fucking genius. There's yeah. been but at least it's a one wash, banger. It's yeah. a wash in a sea of stuff where you it's forgettable. People love to wax poetic about Eddie Murphy as as buckwheat and and the sushi chef. And so you forget that those isolated bits from Saturday Night Live in that era were one out of twenty. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's and, a good and, point. And I think that uh, Who Is America is the same thing. There's there's every episode. There's one thing that you go. You're like, I can't wait to talk about this with my friends. I can't believe how funny that was. Yeah. But I, there's also it's believe. an hour of it's an hour of two minutes of genius. It's half I, hour. I, half hour. Half, sorry, half hour. I can't believe how uncomfortable it makes me feel. It's and very, I fundamentally disagree with most of the people he's going after, like Joe Arpaio and something. It's that was like, so good. It's like oh, that was how, so good. The how, Joe Arpaio one. How how are you guys falling for this? Well, it's crazy to me because they're chicken hawks. Yeah, you well, know, they're, they're, they're just, they just want to be on the, t- You know what Ted I'm saying? If you, notice, right off, if you yeah. notice legitimate intellects. Yeah. Bernie, uh, Bernie Sanders and, just kind of looked at him like, and, uh, I think your math's wrong. And same with if you watch Bruno. I watched Bruno the other night. Uh, a it's hysterical so movie. It's so funny. Um, Ron Paul. Yeah, he, he he. Listen, and you could you could totally, <laughs> uh, you could dislike Ron Paul for his politics. And I that's understandable. But um that's a smart guy. He's a sharp fella. And and I think whenever you expose people for their weaknesses, for their inadequacies, for their character flaws, um, that's a good thing. And and he's exposing a lot of character flaws. And one of those flaws a lot of times is, is stupidity. Mm-hmm. People Ch- are fucking stupid. Chicken hawk's a good word for it. Because all those people that he's really getting, especially the, you know, they, they just... They, they'll do anything Joe to be Arpaio, on TV. Joe Arpaio is the walking embodiment of a chicken hawk. He talks yeah. tough. He likes to act tough. He likes to do things that make him feel tough. Yeah. But he's he, not a tough guy. And he got him to talk about John McCain, Trump's dick. John basically. McCain ain't falling for that shit. A no. real badass. John McCain would probably, with his broken arms, would choke out Sasha Baron Cohen. That's why I cannot wait for the Sarah Palin episode. I am, They're saying it might not air. Oh, she's trying to sue him? No. She's uh, pretty wealthy and powerful. She's pretty wealthy and powerful, but that's not even what happened. Uh, the he- John Lanagraf, uh, or not the Lanagraf, uh, the head of uh, Showtime, I can't think of who it is, uh, came out and said, he made, a, he made a comment, something like, they're worried about something that's probably not even going to air, and it just come out that uh, he heavily edits those, and he's- Absolutely. He's, he he's he like he shows every uh, it 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 uh what do they call it when they show it to they test audiences everything he's super super uh he's he's crazy about uh you know Sasha Baron Cohen he's an artist you mm-hmm. know at this point um and I guess there's there's they're hinting that the the Palin one wasn't even good enough to air I don't know if they're just 
that's misdirection or what? But um, I, I, I got in this argument on Access Hollywood because Natalie Morales, who is a, a, an absolute, an intellectual black belt. I mean, she's a Harvard, uh, excuse me, a, a I believe Yale educated. Make you a uh, purple belt? Uh, no, I'm I'm a I'm bar- I'm barely scratching blue belt. Blue belt, you know, okay. and that is, uh, and. No stripes. She is no stripes. <laughs> she is a a real an intellectual black belt, and and has and she's not just book smart. I mean, she's a savvy, savvy person who's interviewed heads of state and you know the the cast of Jersey Shore. I mean, she knows her shit. She's a pro, and she is sharp. And she was kind of getting at me because she said that this show it manipulates people for manipulates them into these situations, and then highly edits it to for their to at their, their uh, game, cost. Yeah, yeah. And I said yes, but you can't. You could edit me all you want. I'm not sucking a dildo. Or, you know what I mean. You could edit me all you pulling want. Pulling my pants down around my ankles <laughs> yeah. and ramming the all terrorists. All the editing saying. in the world is not going to get me on screen putting my asshole into exactly. a guy for the sake of self defense. And so I said yes, you have a point, but <laughs> at the same time, the, these clips still exist. You know, you yeah. can you can't edit out or edit up this level of naivete. You know, yeah. Arpeo still looked at a donut and and spoke to it. Like, yeah, there's no, there's no question. I, I agree. You, that's a great point you make because I've been underwhelmed by the show. I thought yeah. there was with the second episode where he talks to people in Kingman, Arizona, and then the where yeah. he has the guy take his pants. Like the it's mosque. fucking hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you're right. Every episode, there's at least like five to eight minutes that you're like, this is the craziest shit I've ever seen. There's home runs. Yeah, there's absolute home runs. Home runs. Exactly. Um, and what's gnarly too is like we were speculating prior to the show coming out. We're like, oh, he's got to have a new character. He's got five new characters, yeah. and he might even have more. We don't even know. I yet. also think we're we're a show is harder. Um, it, it's different with a, sh- a, a series compared to a movie because you can just film and film and film and film in a movie until you get distill it down to an hour and a half of gold. With a show, it's hard. You, you, where you're trying to do eight, ten episodes, it's different. You 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 can't expect the same batting average. You yeah. know, and we all I think we go into it wanting Borat. Which was nonstop, just a barrage of home runs. Yeah. You know that was that was Mark McGuire '98. You know, and you you can't do that on a series. You Juiced. Know? Yeah. I just I, I noticed this randomly the other day, and then I went back and checked some of the other episodes. Nathan Fielder directs most of the episodes. Yeah. that's wild. Yeah, which makes sense. Like he's he's one of the smartest people in comedy. Right. You got to have a sharp eye. Yeah. You know, for that kind of stuff. You know, there's a difference between. And then there, that that's when you get like the different types of funny and then when they collaborate to make, that's why like uh, Curb has always been so impressive to me is because Larry David, who is such a unique kind of nebbishy Manhattan funny, you get a guy like J.B. Smoove, who's just an insane craziness. I never would have thought J.B. Smoove would have worked on that right, show. Right, but it ever. does because you, you're blending, yes. you're blending this almost Woody Allen-esque writing with, JB Smooth's preposterous. He's a preposterous fucking character, but he's hysterically funny. It's different types of funny, you know. It's like See, the way both, both of those shows. The similarity for me is, I I love them in context, but I can't binge watch either one of them. I get annoyed with Larry David if I watch like yeah. episodes I think it, I think in a row. A I think it, because it's still it's it's not like and um, who's America makes it's me not so like uh, whereas like The Office you can watch for on repeat. Yeah, it, but yeah. it's not challenging yeah. in the same. I think that because you you can't binge something that's a little challenging. You know, for me the same thing goes for like that's not true. I can, like I can binge watch The Wire. I can binge yeah, watch. That's true. I can binge watch. Maybe it's know, different. Maybe it's, it's different with drama. Probably different with drama than comedy. I think it's you're different right, with drama right. because like I I was thinking like I can't. Because it's really intellectual like comedy, Nights, both of them. Boogie are. Nights is a comedy. 
You know, Correct. You know, it, it's more, but it's but, a comedy. It, it's not something that like. But I could binge watch Seinfeld. It doesn't doesn't. It's not the same. It's as, a little watered yeah. down though. It's a sitcom though. It's different. It's a sitcom. It's a sitcom. It's a half hour. Like but you're Kirk, right though. I, I Curb is hard to, to binge Larry, watch. Larry starts to annoy you after a while. Like I love him. You just know so, the beats. You know where the beats are coming. You're just like, oh fuck. Yeah, like, exactly. You just yeah, know my dad. He's do my dad. Stupid. My dad said, and my dad's not like a violent, aggressive guy, but he uh, he said that it's. I love Curb Your Enthusiasm, but I I definitely and maybe it's by on purpose, but I want to kill Larry David every episode. Every yeah. episode I want, yeah. Because like if you knew that guy, which we all kind of know that one dude who's this you don't always hang out compl- with that dude, always complaining about everything. You're like you hate that guy. Yeah. It's funny to laugh at, but you hate him. And, he, and the way he dresses, he just says like he just want to punch him with his New Balances. He just looks we're like simples. We're simples. He's just that guy. No, shoot, you remember simples? Yeah. That's what he wears. It's That's hilarious. Right. Apparently, though, you know, because my wife was on this last season. Uh, He's not like. Oh, did she come back for the last season? He's not. I couldn't at get all. through this last season. wasn't very. Didn't do it for me. Yes, he. She was. Uh, oh wow. She, she came back. She reprised her role. Yes. One of the best episodes of the original. The oh, original run. Wait, she's in a, another one. Or yeah. The, yeah, she came back as the hooker. She is a yes. She is as a, as a lady of the night. A lady of the night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and she it's like Larry David's not that guy at all. Like in person, he, he's cordial. He's affable. He's really like I believe that in what you because have to he's say. a writer, not an actor. Right. I believe that that does make a lot of sense. Piece of that in him for sure. Yeah. He's he's like kind of like a laid back guy. My wife said. I was like if that is an, shocking. If he was an know? actor first, that uh, that yeah. would come as more of a surprise to me. Yeah, but yeah, that's an interesting point about comedy, though. I didn't think about that. Um, we talked about this, but it's it's, it's more is happening. The Tesla Azealia Banks thing is amazing. Are you hip to this? So did no. you, you you check this? So Azealia Banks. Trainwreck rapper, yes, was doing a song with Grimes, uh, right. who's Elon, Elon Musk's Musk girlfriend. girlfriend. Yes, allegedly she came, she flew out to LA to, to record the song with Grimes. Grimes like come over to my boyfriend's house. Boyfriend's house is Elon Musk. Uh, That's she, strange. She was she was given the she was given the the pat on the head, and she was there for twenty four hours. Wasn't able to record a song. Over the course of that twenty four hours, Zila Banks started doing what Zila Banks does and starts uh, tweeting. Elon Musk is a fucking crackhead. He shouldn't be on acid and tweeting. And it correlated with when he was like tweeting uh, about, about putting the, the short shorts yeah. and all that stuff. And and I'm I'm only saying like the we we read them all in the last one. They're crazy. And, the, the, and she almost she starts off winning, and then she just goes too far and starts saying Elon Musk because like he has downs and stuff like that. But what's even crazier where this has evolved even more? So there's been talk of Tesla. Going private because of the funding uh, for the for the next for the what's the model that that he's been trying to make for a while? X isn't the model the three the three right? So I think that's out though. I thought the, the they made the cheaper car. Didn't they? I know what you're talking about. The, he's the, been the working one, yeah. on another car that they, they've been having, and so there's been talks of Tesla going private, and he supposedly uh, has has investors that are ready to take it private. Well, someone from the Business Insider contacted Azalea Banks, uh, and she claimed that she claimed that she heard him on the phone with. Other alleged uh, investors, yeah. and he he wasn't he was getting turned down for for some type of investment. Regardless, this has affected the valuation of the company. This has become a bigger deal now. It's fucking crazy and kind of hilarious at the same time. Like who would have Azalea Banks? Like someone from the business? If you're from the Business Insider, you're contacting Azalea Banks for. <laughs> I just I don't understand why. In people what world keep, are we living? In? I, I just don't understand why people keep letting her in the door. Right. I'm shocked because in this world of social justice warriors and and where where 
in in defense of she's a racist. In defense of Uber libs, they're not afraid to eat their own tail. You know, if someone steps out of line, they even if it's someone from the Uber lib world, yeah, uh, which Azalea Banks, I think, kind you know, look, I I saw her at a Pride Festival performing, you know, but yet. She's on. She's a Trump supporter. She's though, on she? camera yeah, yeah. calling a guy a fucking faggot. Like she's on she camera. She called Zane from uh, Zane from what One Republic. She called him oh, yeah. a bunch of homophobic slurs. And in her rant, she says, "I'll never. This is. I'll never work with a white bitch again." E. I yeah, mean, like, um, come on. She's dude. not that hot to be doing it. You know, like her raps are no. not hot enough to be. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like she's got one track. But here's the crazy even, part. Even Chris go. Brown, I go. Uh, I can see how people sometimes can look the other way because you're like, fucking Chris Brown's really talented. I don't think he's talented enough to be able to bash people's heads into a dashboard. No. But but you know what I'm saying? Like even Chris Brown, you go, well, the guy's got it. Is it, Azalea Banks is kind of no, whack. No, she keeps popping up because of beef, similar to, to your boy Takashi. But the funny part about this is, oh, we're not- <laughs> My boy. Elon Musk, Elon <laughs> Musk has-, has we know Elon parties. Like it's not, it's kind of a, there's been talks, you know, especially when that big article broke about um, all the tech guys in the orgies uh, in, in uh, San Francisco. Uh, you guys heard, did you guys read that story about yeah. all that stuff? And then, and then, and Elon Musk identified it being at those parties, but not necessarily uh, partaking. He parties regardless. And he, he, he likes to date famous women and he, he likes to have a good time. I don't think, as crazy as that rant was, I'm pretty sure that Azula Banks wasn't lying about the, t- the tweeting on acid. I don't think she was lying about- Who gives a shit though? About, well, obviously he, he's the head of a fucking publicly traded I, tech I, company. It doesn't matter. I'm telling <laughs> it does you. does matter. No, dude, all it those guys- about, You're talking about a guy that makes the wrong statement. And this has happened before on a public call. His stocks suffer from it. I, I agree. I To me, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's- I just don't. You think, don't care. I don't think doing acid is is necessarily a deterrent. Steve Jobs notoriously well, tried acid and came up with the idea of apples. Allegedly, yeah, there's, I don't there's, buy there's, that. There's a lot of like a, acid to me is is we're, it's 2018. My point is that he needs to, Elon needs to be a little bit smarter about the people he lets around him. I fully agree with you on that. <laughs> like, I'm not letting Azalea Banks anywhere I, near I'm me. Elon Musk. I have I have handlers. I have security. I have like hey. You know, make sure she gets kept in the, the in that room. Fucking crackers. The last time I try working with a white bitch. I'm sorry, but <laughs> this goes, if this was the other way around. She want to be president? Yeah. She, <laughs> well, she is a Trump supporter. So I, everything she said, like talking about how he has Down syndrome and pork skin. Yeah, she loses. I, she starts She starts at, like being kind of funny at the beginning and then it just goes, then it just goes racist, way wrong. Tiring, she might be dude. sick. Like oh, she might no question. No question. Yeah. She has no question that there's some there's some mental health issues there. But I don't understand why anyone gives a shit to work with her. Grimes right. is in a great position. Why would you want to like lower yourself the, the, to that the, level? That, but that is kind of the point of this entire thing. Is like, how did you let this happen? Why would you even work with her? Why would you even let her over? And Obviously, all this stuff is at risk. And one, dude, of, the, and one of the things that she says in the th- in the thing was like Elon Musk need like what did she say about like basically that Grimes is putting all of his business. On the street, she says something along those lines, which I, I'm pretty sure that's true. It's from the way it's yeah, from the way that the the tweet. Um, if I were to be, uh, although I'll give Elon this, there's no greater diss than saying I don't know who the fuck you're talking about. I never met this chick before. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I don't think he had met her. I think she was just at his house. Well, she was saying, he was like there was a party. Yeah. He's walking around. I'm sure he probably just didn't know who it was. I don't know, man. I just think. I mean. It's fucking crazy. For him to try it's to crazy. introduce Tesla short shorts sounds like an acid trip, but 
It totally does. Or, and he was or like, someone, and he was like someone misspelling who, things on purpose. Like, was he was he putting like eights in the you word? You guys ever uh, remember uh, when you had the school council, like not school council, but school student body when they would do the um, the speeches for kids for, that are running for student for body, student body president. Yeah, yeah. And, and all the positions, you know, vice president, whatever. There was always the kid who was clearly not funny, trying to be funny, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's where Elon Musk. I don't think yeah. he's. I yeah. think he's like but he's not. Would actually, it be funny if I wrote about short shorts? Yeah, and then he Elon, goes Elon Musk was never the cool guy. Like at, at no. high school, like, we know that we know. And she, we, I think he was trying to be funny, and he's he, not funny. He <laughs> <laughs> can afford writers. <laughs> I mean, other people pay for writers, but a guy with that ego doesn't. No, have you're writers. Right. You're right. You're absolutely just right. like just like Potus. You know, he's he's not going to allow someone to run his Twitter. Oh like like a he probably, smart person would, like Barack Obama did. Probably should call him women dogs. She's uh, a low-life dog. She's a low-life dog. A black woman. You're going to call a black woman a dog. Well, that's fine. Uh, it, I just, I, I think, uh, well, listen, he didn't call her a monkey. You just can't say anything simian. You can't. Is that what it is? Because that's what I was going to say, because Roseanne called her a gorilla. And she yeah, no, was, sim, anything simian to a black person, is it, it's different. I'll give you that, but you call a woman a dog? Yeah, no, no, no. I just can't believe he called a woman a dog. Yeah. I, 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 I was shocked. I was it's, like shocked. Was, I think the and gnarliest even thing from he him, said. Even from him. Yeah. A low life dog. But you, you got to think too. It is very interesting the way he goes after black people who are who are advocates against everything that he's doing versus the way he goes against white people. The What he called Don Lemon, the dumbest man on television. Yeah. Like, a lot of the shit he says about... And Omarosa, yeah, I couldn't put my finger on that Don Lemon tweet, but it felt really racist. Like I couldn't felt, go like, oh, that was really that part was really racist. It just felt very like he probably thought that way because <laughs> he was a black guy. I think he said some pretty... Look, what did he say about Jeff Sessions yesterday? What did he say? If we had a real ge- uh, attorney general, none of this would be going on. I mean, that's, guy, that's yeah. just as insulting as, as any of the, you're a dog. And so my point being is that like- I'm kind of not bummed on that. I'm Jeff sticking Sessions up for the president here in that he's not a shit-talking racist because he fucking doles it out you're in every direction. It's, it's, I don't think he, he doesn't, sh- nobody's don't, safe. I don't think he, I don't think he harbors, uh, he, he ha- has yeah, any you, special you, ill will for, the, for women or ill will for blacks. Or oh, I think he, he, I think he shits on anyone. That, I think uh, he, has, he has a very specific way he deals with women, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, mean, yeah. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. he's definitely a misogynist and he's definitely a bit racist. Come on. Well, look, taking out at the Central Park Five, talking about like putting a C on no, 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 don't misunderstand me. I'm not defending the president, saying he's not a racist. Okay, because uh, well, frankly, you he's, said he's you shown. You think he's a classist? He's shown. Not a he's shown to have done some racist stuff. I mean, there's no doubt about it. That's uh, uh, irrefutable. What I am saying is, when it comes to shit talking, I don't think he goes extra hard on black people or women. I think he shit talks pretty much everyone. He goes for the neck on he everybody. Go, yeah, if you yeah, yeah. if you are negatively speaking about Donald Trump, he's going to fuck you up regardless of what gender or race you are. That's my take on it. Now, that doesn't, I'm not absolving him of doing racist or misogynist shit because clearly he has some of those tendencies, you know? That, yeah. That's all. That's all. I wouldn't mind if he talks shit on our show. Probably. Oh, I would kill. I would probably do wonders. Trump? Yeah. <laughs> You're talking about the most popular Twitter feed in the, in the universe, obviously. Yeah. Thank you. I was hoping I could just even get a mention, not even... So, but when I interviewed uh, Sean Spicer, because that went pretty relatively viral. I totally, okay, I'm, thank God you brought that up. Okay, yeah. tell us what happened. Because I, I, I really wanted to talk to you about this. this they that was booked wild. Sean Spicer on his book tour on Access Hollywood. And uh, I, they, Natalie specifically asked for me to interview him with her, which I was really, really flattered by. Uh, and I thought I handled it 
respectfully, but at the same time, I didn't, you know, I kind of went in on the guy. So yeah. how do you handle you a did. scenario? Because you yeah. would have, for you. obviously you're going to talk to him a lot different, say if you're on K-Rock or if you're on the Ellis or if you're obviously, if you're on here, Access Hollywood is different rules. Yeah, it's, it's I'm also, you got to remember, I'm not on 60 Minutes. Yeah. You know, Access Hollywood is a little bit more lighthearted, you know, so I yeah. try to try to remember that. But, you know, I, 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 I look, I did read the guy's book. I gave him that you much. Did. I gave you him that much credit. Book. Yeah, I, you know, I was, I was in a matter of like, two days, which was tough. You know, I'm not that good of a reader. <laughs> um, but I, I, I didn't want to be that guy that came in and started- So what you're if saying I was is gonna you know bomb, way too much about Sean Spicer. <laughs> if I wanted to lob bombs, I wanted to make sure that at least I knew where I was coming yeah. from. Um, and I didn't lob any bombs, but I did, I asked him and I was genuinely curious. I said, look, the president has shown himself to be a rather immoral fella in a classical sense. If you look at just traditional ethics, the guy is not, he's a philanderer. He's a loud mouth. Um, and you, Sean, are you strike me as a very ethical fellow with a, a, a clear moral compass. Why is it that you stick up for someone who seems so antithetical to your way of life? And he he dodged that. He kind of talked around it. He's like, well, the president is actually, he's a much more ethical guy than you think he is behind closed doors. He, you know, he always treated me with restraints, you know, so he was giving me that bullshit. Then the other question I asked him, I said, look, you are now absolved of any professional uh, obligation to Defend stick him. up for the president. You're just a private citizen now. Why is it that in the book you completely fall on the sword for him? And He does in the book. I'm yeah. sure the it's probably similar to the Corey Lewandowski thing where those guys were still on the payroll post uh, their departure. Corey Lewandowski is an attorney though. You know, like this is a man. But Corey Lewandowski was getting paid by CNN and the Trump campaign to say nice things about Trump. Yeah. There, and I wouldn't. Oh, there's a. It's there's like a, any other business. He got a severance. There's no question. Yeah. No, I don't. I think it's more than a severance. I think. Well, Lewandowski was notably on there's, the payroll. A severance could be anything. A severance is a severance. You but I'm get. saying, like, a lot of these guys are still on the payroll. I'm. I'm sure that it was like we're going to let you go, but if you continue to say nice things about me, there'll there'll be something for you here. That's is, why he's so pissed about. Omarosa. Is there any questions that you? Re- is there something that you really wanted to ask him that you that you're like no. I can't ask him on this? No. Nothing. No. Asked him about the the day one of work, you know, really miscalculating how many people are showing up at the inauguration. And mm. uh, to his credit, he's like, I screwed up. It was the worst first day of work I could have imagined. If I could go back and do one thing over, it would be that. I, I wouldn't have tried to. Good one. Um, I would have made it very clear that, I, you know, the president had the most viewership if you added in television and internet and internet and people physically there compared to all other inaugurations, which is true because there's way more people this four years around watching TV and way more people on earth and way more people in America. And so, you know, you got an added million so people. Um, He said, I would have made it very clear, you know, and I didn't, I didn't make it clear and I screwed up and that was all on me. I didn't have any special instructions to go in there and do that. I screwed up, you know, and he's like, I'm sh- and I said, in fairness, I've screwed up on t- live television. I screw up all the time. I misquote things. I misspeak. Um, and I, my skin is on fire when it happens. I, I know I'm digging myself and I'm like, I'm screwed here. How does it feel when you're doing that as the press secretary for the United States of America? He's like, it's unimaginable. My brain just shuts off and my body, feel, it feels like uh, getting gut punched, you know? I don't, yeah. Jeez. <sighs> that's a, that, I'm, you're very, that, that, that's, that's an amazing thing to say. You got to interview Spicer, one of the most, uh, Notorious press secretaries. Ever, it was pretty sweet. Ever. It was pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of another press secretary that's as notorious as him, other than his predecessors. <laughs> other than uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Sarah Huckabee Sanders. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Well, this, even him though, he was different because the way that he was immortalized by Saturday Night Live, and I'm a I'm a relatively uh, I'm, I don't want to say I'm a savvy political guy, but I'm I'm very interested. I'm a reader. I'm a reader, and I'm a, I'm a viewer. I I like it. I'm into it, and I would have a hard time if you told me his name. I'd be oh yeah yeah yeah, but I I can't really even remember the prior Previous administration's press uh, secretary. I certainly couldn't name the the isn't it Favreau? the head of the head of Department of Education. But like with this administration, you're like I know I know Betsy DeVos. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we these people have become superstars because the Trump administration is so oh. unorthodox. Listen. Uh, that's a perfect example, right? No one really- Robert Gibbs. Robert Gibbs. No one really from the Obama administration was there getting was, there was deals two, and Saturday Night Live host, Josh getting to host Saturday Ernest Night Live. Night. Like I can't remember yeah. a press secretary ever getting to be on Saturday Night Live. No, post, no. You know what I mean? No. Vice president, president. That was it. You know? <laughs> it's like maybe secretary of defense secretary during defense. a war or something. You know, I remember. Yeah, there's a lot of W. There's a lot of Rumsfeld stuff. There's a lot of W. When W's cabinet got lit up. Yeah, there's Rumsfeld, Condoleezza Rice, but even no, that, no, 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 Colin Powell. No, no, no. But even Spicer that. was on SNL, like literally, literally he came on back it. on it. Too. Oh, yeah. like himself, and he showed up at the Emmys. Showed up yes, at the Emmys, yeah. yeah. Like that's a press secretary. That's like it's it's weird how the public how quickly they were to forgive him, even though he's kind of a shit. I don't think they have. I don't think. I think we're seeing that on his book tour. He's being eviscerated everywhere he goes. It just, it, but and it, and my Twitter feed. Holy mac! And I and I have to be. He was very nice and and likable uh, off the air. He was he he's a guy. I think he was. My takeaway is that he was a much too nice a man to do that job. I think to be Donald Trump's secretary of uh, press secretary. You're literally just a, like a you eat the shit. You're almost you, you got to not only to, you got to eat the shit. You got to like it and yeah. you got to be a badass. And you're I, there I, to, to he's deflect. not a badass. You're there, you're, you're there to deflect. That's all you're there for. He's not a badass. He's your friend's dad that you really like. He's like a re, he's like a super Catholic, very nice family man. He can, you needed like the mooch. Like the mooch was the guy. The mooch that, was great. And Sarah Huckabee <laughs> Sanders. She does not fuck around. I would not fuck with her if you paid me. I would. She is. She is. I can't stand her. I but would, yeah, but she, she, would, she would destroy you. She's cold blooded. Uh, Say what you want. She's cold blooded. Yeah, she's, yeah, she would she destroy is. you. And not a dummy. She, the, the, well, ironically, the only person that really got to her was an eight year old kid. I know. <laughs> it's the only person that was able to kind of. I interviewed Mike Huckabee. That was interesting because I started talking to him about like you. You know, you had a fifty year career in politics or the forty year career. And I'm sure you've had to deal with criticism and probably horrible things being said to you. And he's like, yeah, you, you eventually, you learn. I imagine you just, you get numb to it. You get numb to it. I said, yeah. What's it like watching people talk shit about your daughter? He yeah. said, it's, I, can't, I can't stand it. He said, I, I, smoke comes out of my ears every single day of my life. Because I feel That's, so helpless. Um, and he said, and it's worse when, pe when people criticize her as a person. When they criticize her for her politics or things that she said, I can't, I can't fault them for that. That's mm -hmm. she set herself up for that by doing that job. Yeah, people start talking shit about how ugly or fat yeah. or I, I the dress that she yeah, wears. So what's your what's your take on like what was said about her at that's, the White House Correspondents Dinner? Uh, what's her name? Michelle Wolf said. <sighs> Remind me. She made fun of her lazy eye and yeah, yeah, and I, I, um, uncalled for. Michelle Wolf's a super talent. I think she can do better. Oh, I can't stand her. Michelle Wolf? I can't stand her voice. I, I don't watch I don't nuts. watch her show and I don't watch her stand up. It's, like, it's but, jarring. But I, I I'd be lying if I said that she's not clever. I mean, she writes some stuff. I'm like, wow, she's I'm sure he yeah, as a writer. Cause yeah, because she was uh was it the was Colbert? Yeah. Who, who's she the writer for? Colbert or Colbert. Seth Meyers, one of the two. Yeah. To be fair, I have I have no I, I think it's really unfair that people are attacking her looks. I think it 
really waters down your argument when you go Absolutely. at someone for, sure. for that. But at the same time, I, I, I can't to, think... Of, we, we are a media channel, right? Like, Control Forever, what we're doing here is a media channel. And it's this administration has made it harder than ever to do what we're trying to do because they are constantly at war trying to delegitimize media. Yeah, And I think... I don't think it's fair to talk about someone's personal appearance because I think it's it's a gross way to argue your point. But well, you like you said, it waters down the, everything else you have to say. But but it, but it's just because you're going nanny ins- nanny boo boo. Yeah, I agree. And but it's it's just an insane time that we're letting these people destroy. What the like? It's kind of like this administration is picking and choosing what amendments are are ones for them. But. Guns. The, yes. the way to combat that Free is to press, be better, no. and I think that a lot of the press has, but a lot of the press has has sunk into his level. They and, I, and I that, agree. that this is a, that that's where we've gotten into a dangerous because CNN and the New York Times, even at time at times, um, pardon the redundancy, has gone to clickbait. I, and, I have no question. And, well, and you know what I'm saying, like the, CNN. CNN got there was a really interesting point that CNN made where CNN will create controversies or or focus on a little thing and then hire people to argue against their own people to create a continuous news cycle around little things. That's I don't think that's just I don't, I don't I think, think that I don't think and I, I think by the way old I don't think that there's a problem with that when you're talking about like these panel shows. I, I would pay a conservative if I was at CNN I would pay the sharpest, smartest conservative. Yeah. I would have Ben Shapiro on every other day to just totally. try to dismantle people and then have the sharpest liberal but but it's not but that's not what they do no they well, get guys, at, they look. get guys like me literally to just come on and and then they, the producers in there and they're like yell get get mad at each other and then and it's uh some like it's clickbait like you said yeah I mean it, it, it's look it's glorified Jerry Springer it's gotten to that level it, well it's you know? it's it's I would say that CNN does a better job of bringing on conservative hosts that. Like actually have something to say. Fox News, on the other hand, their Laura Ingram goes on a rant, yeah. and they're like, "Just find us a black guy." I'll That's give, what it feels I'll give, like. I'll give Tucker Carlson credit because he'll actually have conversations with people. But uh, Bill O'Reilly, but, Bill O'Reilly was the worst, and now Laura Ingram has taken the mantle, uh, has Tucker, taken the baton, where she brings people on to talk over them and and ridicule mm-hmm. them. There's yeah, no there's, desire to. But Tucker Carlson, like, I'm not giving him credit because he'll bring on some like idiot 19 year old college student to argue about free college. And it's like, you didn't even, you couldn't find anyone that could argue that point a little smarter. Oh, he's a, he's a smug guy who likes to have his cake and eat it too. Um, I don't trust anyone. But, I get, I, I, but I'm TV saying when, when Tucker Carlson has on a former Obama staffer, he lets the guy or gal speak. Yeah. I'll give him credit, you know, because there's some Fox News people. Uh, mo- most O'Reilly was the worst. Yeah, O'Reilly was worst. he'd literally have him on and say, "What say you, huh? You commie?" And the guy would go o- open his mouth. And he's like, "Ah, it's nonsense. You are you a, you're a pinhead, not a patriot." And I'm like, "What? Yeah, he didn't. What did can you let the guy talk? Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's what it, that's. I mean, CNN definitely does a better job. But I got to say, MSNBC does a better job. Yeah. MSNBC does totally a better good. job of having on." Smart right wingers, yeah, to, to have intelligent, informed arguments. Yeah. The problem, the problem is not CNN though, because the people that watch Fox News still think Trump's rad. Yep. I saw a stat yesterday. Well, Fox, Fox has given up because Fox. I, I will say, just, up until ten years ago, they tried. I mean, look, Hannity and Combs was an excellent show of two people 
having legitimate political discourse. And Alan Combs always stuck, you know, never, ever faltered, even awash in that sea of conservatism at, at, at Fox News. Alan Combs was there, and, and, they, and that, they had a great run. And now they've given up, and they've become a mouthpiece for the right wing. Dude, not but, even the right wing. David Duke just said the big, most important moment in mainstream media was Laura, Ing- Laura Ingram's comments about the demographics changing uh, in this country. When David Duke is on your squad... Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, bad luck. But it's not because they don't give a fuck. They're going to keep going They've deeper stopped giving and a deeper. Fuck, yeah. They've stopped giving a fuck. But I don't know. That's not to say that they're any more quote unquote fake, even though their their agenda is more open. I don't think that they're Fox any, yeah, they're, they're openly more agenda driven. Uh, I don't think that it makes them any more or less fake news than other media outlets right now. You know that that's the problem is that the the, the pro- biggest well, problem the biggest overall problem is that the president is claiming that the fucking media is the enemy of the state. Yeah. That's the biggest problem. That's he's, what I'm he's saying. Devalue the press, but well, the but yeah. what the 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 fuel to that fire is that the media has been fucking making shit up like recently, and and they've gotten caught in it. And if there was if it was drum tight, if we were dealing with Woodward and Bernstein. There wouldn't be that, and we could all, as a nation, whether you're conservative or liberal, get behind the media and say, "Mr. President, it's downright insane. This is the fourth state here. This is the 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 fourth hand of government. We trust the media to yeah. bring us and to keep you in check. We can't say that all that much. No, now. and it's so wild when you. I mean, we, I know we talked about the like we talked about like when the post came out, and we talked we talked about Ben Ben Bradley, and I was talking having a conversation with someone because they had, they had never seen Spotlight. And it's just so wild to think that the processes you went through to confirm the smallest amount of detail right. where you could not release an article. Yeah. Like it was, it would take, that's why it would take months to break a story properly. And how they just, these, the, the main, the, the, the Boston Globe, the New York Times, the Washington Post, I guess even the LA Times to an extent, they had, they felt like they had a, these, these reporters and these editors felt like they had a duty to make sure that everything that came out was fact checked to a to a fault. Right. Well, a lot that's of that's wild. But a lot of that has to do with the fact that the way stuff is written and how quickly it is and how quickly things are turned. Yeah, because you have, clean, you have to keep up. You have to be way quicker now to break a story than ever before because right. there's way more outlets and the internet. I'm just, <laughs> just saying. I'm just saying. You're you're right. But the problem is, is that the New York Times should not be trying to compete with TMZ. Exactly. Oh, 100%. And they are. They're trying so hard to compete with BuzzFeed and TMZ and the and they but the, but they're separate those, entities. But a lot of those, but the problem is whether it's idiocracy or not. 60 minutes doesn't try to compete with control. No, you're you know, totally, like, <laughs> No. That's true. You know what I'm saying? We'll like say it's that's so a, that's a weird. bad comparison. It's 60 so, minutes doesn't try to com- doesn't really try to compete with anybody. No, but in the visual medium and they don't have in to. In the visual media, visual-based media, there's a clear separation and, and no one on even the Daily Show, which is a political show, is going, hey, we're just like 60 Minutes. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone knows their role. Yet in the print media, but there's, there's no, this there's idea no investigative journalism that, going on at the Daily Show. But people watching, yeah, but yeah, people watching, right. most people that watch Fox News don't know that 90% or 80% of their programming is opinion based. There's only a couple actual news shows yeah. on Fox News. But in and- fairness, I don't think. I don't think uh, you're right that the demographic or the the viewership may not understand that, but I don't think that it's the um, right demographic. But you know, I the think the same thing. The same thing goes for CNN. 
CNN's television is almost all editorial now. There's very yeah. little news reporting. They they start off almost all Brooke Baldwin or Aaron Burnett. They'll start off a show with reporting the news and six more people were killed in Iraq today. And mm-hmm. uh, there was a wildfire in California now up to 600,000 acres. And then they go in the nine, 90% of the show is editorial, you know? But but it's but that's, not, that's, it doesn't feel like like dog whistle racist bullshit like race no, no, baiting. No 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 no. I, I'm not nonsense. I'm not trying to compare the content. I'm not. I'm saying that all 24 hour news media is is now based in editorialism. It's all it's entertainment first with you know totally. Well, when you have a 24 hour news cycle available on a network. You can't do edit right. like the news but, ends at a certain point. Well, you when you have twenty four hour news network, that is in a world of actual competitive news. Because twenty years ago, I mean, I remember traveling in Europe in the nineties, and you watch CNN. It was all reporting. It was yeah, like yeah. this is what's happening today in New York City. It's a Dateline, uh, you know, Dateline August eighth. Uh, we have a live report of blah blah blah, and then sprinkled in, you'd have a couple half hour shows that were. But you know why uh, discussion that, shows. You know why now that's going con- away, though, right? A lot of the localized viewership. Well, yeah, exactly. A lot of the local newspapers and, and news networks are losing viewership. Absolutely, you can find. You don't need to. You don't need to wait till six to get your news anymore. No. So a viewership. Lot, yeah, you're it's losing all, a lot of those I'm, stories. I'm, I'm, I'm simply saying that 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 aspect of it is not unique to Fox News. That that's the way all news is now. It's it's Rachel Maddow and it's. It's Laura Ingram. It's opinion-based editorial journalism shows, not the news. Yeah. You know. For better, for worse. I I don't know. It's just, it's- it's If you want the news, you watch Eyewitness News on Channel 7 still, and you get the news. Yeah, that's why local news is still so successful. It'll always be, there will always be a place for local news because of that exact They have no opinions. They are reading, literally reading the stories. They're not allowed to. Well, technically they do have opinions. A lot of that stuff is all fabricated by a- all of them are saying the same thing. There was no, not on you, not on a fire that happens in Long Beach. No, but did you see the clip? They took like sixty different networks that are all ran by one company. I can't think of the name of it right now. Are all kind of okay, obviously. Uh, okay, 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 okay. Alex Jones. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking with you. I'm giving you shit. I'm giving you shit. No, it's not Alex Jones at all. There's there's literally a clip of. I'm talking about the, about local news that's reported on, but you, it's it's those same news. They don't talk about are, what's going on in Cali- in in uh, Long Beach the way, as they do. The in way that Texas. they report it can give off a different tone. No, no, no. Yeah. There's there's certain things. If you watch, there's certain things that across different cities and networks that are all ran by one thing. There's like a portion of the news that is fabricated, not fabricated, but made, editorialized, editorialized. Mm-hmm. All the networks say this one clip per week about something. Well, to kind of try it's to like push an agenda. It's like they, they're all using the same news feed. Obviously, the Panda Watch in San Diego isn't being reported <laughs> in Baltimore. <laughs> it should be. Um, one last thing. Uh, today, the or yesterday, they announced uh, on the Conan show, no, no longer going to be musical guests. On what? On Conan. That's weird because he's an actual musician. I know. Conan can riff. Conan can really rip yeah, on guitar. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's played on he's played on a show. Before. I remember on his final show uh, with NBC, uh, Jack White and he played together, and he Conan can play. Now they haven't stated whether he's ever going to bring you know like randomly. Let's say he has Jack White on and Jack White that's part of this segment. But as far as a nightly thing, there's not going to be music anymore. I wonder if it's because people just they don't watch, don't it. care. To watch they, that people don't fast watch forward it. Yeah. through it. It's kind of like you, you and can, I when we watched uh, Deez's Marrow, we'd fast forward through the interview portion of it. Yeah, well, in that and and like if I want to see uh, if I want to see you know this is America live, I can just go to YouTube and type in this yeah. is America live, and I can find a version of it that's live. The uh, 
the what's his name in Marrow Show? Jesus. That going away was real hurtful to me because it made me even think. It made me think, wow, even Vice can't get viewers for a really clever. Well, funny that's show. No, away. that's not why it went. It's oh. coming back. They got a job with got, Showtime. Showtime. Okay, grabbed, well then, Showtime grabbed I'm them. feeling better. Yeah, no, but they, no, they, Viceland just lost Eddie Huang and. Yeah. Jesus and Mero. So they're just getting outbid. They're you no, know, they're 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 turning into an awesome feeder system. Yeah. You know, they're almost too. they're almost like the internet in that they're daring enough to do all these shows that people really want to watch, and then networks see that and they go, oh, okay, well we'll pay well, you'll cherry. Because well, how many times I mean, how many internet shows get picked up to you know once people see that there's a market for it? Well, look, I mean, uh what's it called? Middle school was directed by a YouTube star. Or what's it Eighth called? Grade. Eighth grade, sorry. Eighth grade. Eighth yeah. grade was directed by a YouTube star. Like that's People are starting to look to YouTube, and I think we were talking about it the other day. You have a friend. Who's I look like, to you porn. You, you for, told me that, that like uh, Renner was at a thing, and everyone was excited to see the Barstool oh, President. Oh, dude, that video is the craziest shit ever. That is the craziest. It was Renner? Shit oh yeah, it was Renner ever. and John Hamm. And it, was it was the cast. Ed Helms, John Hamm, Jeremy Renner. Hannibal Burris and and then the other gentleman that's in in that movie tag. Oh right, uh, right, right. I, I, his name Seth is Seth Rogen, isn't it? No, it wasn't. No. It was it's another uh, super uh, handsome guy. The, the Jake Johnson. He's a super handsome guy. Uh, oh, the Jewish guy. He's, Jake Johnson. He's, he's like brun- shawl, short brunette guy. Yeah, he plays like all the all the like rabbi roles. Anyway, he's fucking. He, like, that's like all, the roles he plays. They're all in the Jake streets in New York. They're yeah. on the streets in New York. Yeah. Eating pizza with the barstool sports guy, which is a fucking terrible premise for that show. It's just so boring. By what? the way, that's his I'm thing. There, he barstool inter- has a, has a show. He he interviews people while eating like pizza, and they judge the pizza. And he interviews like yeah, so, just so like they're the doing it to bullshit. They're, yeah, like, they're doing yeah. it to promote uh, tag, and it's the whole cast. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of this interview in, the, in, in Times Square, she goes, "Oh my god! Oh my god!" No crowds, no crowd is around them or anything. People are just walking by, going to work and shit. She stopped, goes, "Oh my god!" And she goes up to the barstool sports guy. She's barstool like, "Presidente, I I watch you all the time. Oh my god!" And Ed Helms is sitting there, like staring at her, like, "What's Jeremy Renner is trying?" I think to pretend like it's not crazy that <laughs> she doesn't recognize, but he's got this stone face. So finally, Ed Helms says something to her, and she goes. I recognize your voice. The office. The office. <laughs> okay. Or the hangover. Now, yeah. Now, so. now, now he's from the reruns of the office, the guy from the office, still no clue who Jeremy Renner or John Hamm is. No fucking clue. Ham, is, I could see that Renner surprises me because of the Avengers. Ham, I could understand that. And, and it just goes, and, and, uh, Jer- I think in the funniest line, John Hamm goes, do you mind me asking how old you are? <laughs> she goes, she goes 19. He goes, ah, <laughs> I think, but it just goes back to saying movie stars, like all those guys, they're not movie stars anymore in the same way. Yeah. They're just I, not as well. I famous. just think, well, and they're, it's like what we talk about with music, content, 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 movie stars. Don't, I don't think John Hamm's on Instagram, like posting selfies. You know what I mean? I'm like, these well, kids care about people that they entertainment can go see used to every be in a vacuum. day on, on Entertainment Instagram. used to be in a vacuum. It's just not, you just like, there's just so much other things to do. I can watch Bar- Barstool Sports instead of watch Mad Men, you know? It's not the same. Exactly. Yeah. They, there's no, it doesn't, it doesn't translate the same way. These guys aren't in the spotlight I'm all pretty day, sure though, day. if he was dressed, like, if he was dressed like cocaine John Hamm, he would have gotten noticed yeah, that day. Cocaine, cocaine John Hamm. Cocaine John Hamm yeah, probably he was, in, he was in like a cardigan. Yeah, he he's, probably, he's probably wearing like a Boston Red Sox hat. And, no, he was in like a full like, like, uh, 
like a, su- uh, the stylish Wearing Sunday pair- Sunday golf yeah. hat. He was like in a cardigan a with a collared Wearing shirt. A pair of corduroys. That guy's fucking smashing the world, dude. Oh, you ever see oh, like yeah. the photos of him with like his his thick hog? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Have I seen it? The, ham- I- the hamaconda? Fucking- the hamaconda? <laughs> I study it like a Zabruder tape. <laughs> the hamaconda. <laughs> you can like itch his kneecap with that thing. Oh, yeah. And he's a, by all accounts, an incredibly funny guy in person too. He was a, he's a comic actor sketch, before, he, com- yeah. before he got into Mad Men. He was, he was at Groundlings with Paul Rudd. They were roommates at Groundlings together. I'll say this now. True Detective. John Hamm would be great in True Detective. Fuck yeah. Season season five, True Detective needs him. Season three with Marshall John, Lee. John Hamm, cast, John Hamm yeah. and, and uh, Josh Brolin, season four. Oh, let's oh go. Oh my God. Yeah. True Detective. Go. Just fucking close it all down. <laughs> yeah. Just close it all down. It's over. Yeah, don't put anything else <laughs> don't up Don't put anything else on. <laughs> There's a, but it's see, it's, at the same time, it's a, such a sin because uh, Jason's right. The day of the, the, the age of the movie star is gone, but there's never been... Like there's such a wealth of super talented people. I just saw Benicio del Toro's working on Showtime has a Showtime show coming out. Yep. Like it's over. Meryl Streep has an HBO show coming out. It's over because you like, realize TV is the only way to kind of but play the game of new media because you're in the spotlight more than you would be like doing one or two movies a year. No, I don't even think it's that. I think actually TV has afforded you the luxury of, of being really creative. Yeah, it's, and you're it's not true. allowed to do. And it's harder to find movie roles these days. It's Whereas true. like TV, you can take a lot more chance. Like my my wife uh, working on Bosch, she said. You you can't do this on you can't yeah. do this on a on a movie. You just can't. You can't get away with like this level, like this amount of character development mm-hmm. and really becoming someone and and week to week, like where the story arc can take you. It's um. It's I wonder amazing. if they start premiering shows on, at movie theaters. Like I wonder if that's I think the they've next tried. Step. They've tried. They 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 have yeah, tried. Entourage, they, they do that. Entourage, Entourage, Entourage did, did that. Game of Thrones. They've done that. Uh, I'd watch Game of Thrones in the theater. Do you know That'd what I mean? be sick. Well, they're saying this new, the new season, they, they're probably, because it's going to be two hour episodes. I'd be sick. I mean, I, I think that could be $160 million dollar production budget or something for this season. Something crazy. <laughs> I'm so excited for True Detective, though. I can't, I'm brimming. I'm I brimming know. with excitement. I know. Seriously. Like, it's been too long. It I, has been. It's been too long. Like, get Same o- with Oz- Ozarks comes back at the end of this month. I've yeah. been dying for fucking Ozarks. I know. Ozarks and then that Both new, of those are set in the Ozark. And then, yeah, the new oh, yeah. detective is in Ozark as well. And then I'm a sucker for Krasinski, man. The new Jack Ryan show I'm in. Are you? I'm yeah. so I in. love I'm Krasinski, I'm so in man. for Krasinski. And I'm so in for Jack. Like the, the, the Harrison the, Fords and, and the, the Humphrey October. I, I'll watch Humphrey October every time it's on. About, I love Jack Ryan. How about the new Nicholas Winding Refn show? Oh, I'm all in. The fucking Miles too, Teller. Too old to die young. Too old to die young, yeah. I'm Miles all in. Teller. Who else is in that shit? Your it's boy, like, Billy Baldwin. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you love Billy Baldwin. I, I know that. <laughs> I love all Baldwins. <laughs> Billy has his own. Billy and Daniel have their own special spot though. Even more so than like we know Steven's a weirdo and like has a super hot daughter that's about to get married to Bieber. But but Billy and Daniel are in their own class. Oh, Alex in his own class too. Well, Alex yeah. is the only one that's successful. Alex fucking insane. Yeah, he's yeah. Su- but he's successful. But he's successful, well, but all he's success- also yeah. fucking insane. He's a nut job. He's a nut let me tell job. You, uh, let me tell you one thing real quick. Um, I remember I was... At the country club in Long Island. Uh, so, uh, but nobody, nobody has gotten away with the stuff that he's gotten away with. No. And still has a career. Alec Baldwin? You oh fucking piece of shit. He said to he his says daughter? To You're his a daughter. rude little pig. You're a fat pig. He tells his daughter. Yeah. Like, there's nobody. What he was saying about the Me Too stuff. There's nobody yeah. that has that works as much. He was in Black Klansman. Like, he's yeah. in everything. He shows up in everything. I think he's, he's like the white Morgan Freeman, dude. He shows up good. in everything. That's dude. why, though. As You're far, right. He's become a character actor. He's no longer a leading man, and he's about the best there That's is. That's what's interesting because when he first started, he was he was cast as a leading man, as the super Absolutely. good looking, uh, 
you know, he was Jack Ryan. He was the shadow. He was all these ro- these leading roles. And now he's, yeah, he's become a character actor. And he's, and he's one of the best. He's great in Departed too, by the way. The Patriot Act. <laughs> the Patriot Act. <laughs> he's normally a very nice guy. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll wrap it up. You got anything else, guys, on the way out? No, I think that's it. MAGA. Just kidding. MAGA. <laughs> Doing my best still to fight the reptilian give, give globalists. Us a, sign off as Quentin Tarantino. We got, actually got a couple people talking about your Tarantino. <laughs> God, I got to like think about it. That's the Alex Jones just comes out. Yeah. The, Tarantino, you have to be a little more articulate. Here's the thing, see. I remember I was working on this flick, see. It was, uh, it was, it was, it was in 1992. I was, I was talking to Samuel L. Jackson. We were at this diner, see. And uh, he says, hey, listen, Kat. Uh, we're going we're, we're gonna to work on the scene. And I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I really want you to dive deep. And I, you know, I'm not an actor by trade. You know, I'm more of a movie maker. And he says to me, uh, you know, just pretend you're the man. And, and, and imagine the type of, 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 of pain that you'd be feeling knowing that your <laughs> wife is getting raped. And don't be afraid to use the N-word, okay? You know, see, see? This is the thing about the flick, is I was not afraid to use the N-word. <laughs> you know what?